0: Hi, everybody. I'm Stevie, and this is my podcast, Personal Space. On this show, you can expect to hear me and a guest share stories and talk about our personal endeavors. You'll hear interviews with entrepreneurs, artists, and really anyone putting themselves out there. I created this podcast in an effort to surround myself with folks who are doing fun and interesting things. My hope is that by getting up in their personal space, we, you, the listener, and I, the host, can glean some wisdom and be inspired so i hope you enjoy this podcast let's get started uh yeah can you just introduce yourself and tell us who you are
1: yes i can (laughs) my name is isaac ruelas but lots of people call me chaco Uh, i think you call me chaco i do yeah um i am born and raised here in la san gabriel valley sgv sgv in El Monte, we have very <laughs> similar hoods.
0: Ooh, born and raised.
1: And I currently work at a church, All Saints Church, Pasadena, doing youth ministry. Been doing that for a long time. And just started as their multiculturalism coordinator, Ooh. which is pretty cool. And I also have a side business selling cold brew coffee, which is transforming right now into bottled cold brew coffee. And cool. that's sort of the gist of what
0: I do. And that's what you do. And that's why you're here. And that's why I want to talk to you because you are doing things and that's exciting. Thank and you. I mean, it, it has a lot to do with the fact that like we have similar backgrounds and that like we randomly grew up in the same city, but also because you're doing something exciting and creative uh, and that requires a lot of you. <laughs> and and that's what i want to know about um can you tell me about your cold brew coffee bottling company can you talk about that like from its inception to to now like in the sort of transition it's taken
1: yeah it's taken a number of transitions and the inception of it was i always thought that i wanted to open up a nonprofit and I kind of over the years felt like nonprofits weren't sustainable and that they don't create the kind of change that I was in my mind thinking I wanted to create. I wanted something that was more sustainable, an idea that was more sustainable and an idea that created options for consumers. And so that's sort of how I got into thinking about opening up a small business and I just with a friend of mine was like hey let's start a business what do you think is fun so we threw a bunch of ideas around for a month and came up with coffee and dove into the coffee world this was about a year and a half two years ago now and it went from a pop-up cart to a pop-up cafe where i was selling coffee tea and tamales there you go
0: um <laughs> those are so good i'm
1: so in- i'm so inspired by um what's his name roy Choi. i love yes. how everything he does is kind of weird and so that's how i was like teeth, coffee tea and tamales that's i gotta do it we, um we did that for a little bit as a pop-up and then working full-time and having a a side gig that's growing is kind of hard and so it transformed into bottled cold brew with the idea of getting into markets and all that stuff that's sort of like the logistical side of things and then the the other side going back to how I want to affect change was the center of our our business is community culture consciousness and so we kind of want to be a part of shifting consciousness through um, through market options and And then spreading community and and creativity and culture, art within that, especially to communities of color who don't get a lot of art um, or access to art in their communities. And I think that that's a a big thing in terms of elevating consciousness is how much art people and creativity people are exposed to
0: speak on it i'm and just sitting so, here nodding my head i know i, Tell and me I can talk all about it right no Stop and that's, me. no i i want i want more yeah i was perfect you went right into that i was going to ask you about how you said you wanted to go the nonprofit profit route and you thought okay that's not sustainable or at least that's not the way i want to create change or i want to be a part of change um and and know you, you touched on it a little bit right now about like bringing, elevating consciousness and like bringing art and changing the markets for consumers, especially the consumer market of people of color. What kind of change, what kind of options do you want to give those communities and why? Like what drove you to say, no nonprofit, let's create business, let's aim our business at, you know, this market?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um,
0: It's okay if you don't have the answer. I mean, if you want to (laughs) work through it here, I'd be, I'm going to take notes.
1: Well, I feel like I, what's coming to me is something around empowerment and that I became empowered in a way where I felt like I deserved or not deserved, but had the right to, um, maybe, like, want to be wealthy. And so I always thought that, no, I don't want to be wealthy. You know, the love of money is the root of all evil. Just...
0: Yes, biblical. I know, right? <laughs> Growing biblical up church, studies major, too. <laughs> parents are pastors. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um,
1: and so that's that was also feeding my nonprofit sort of desire. And when I moved away from that and thought to myself that, you know what, it's okay for me to want to be maybe Wealthy? Why not? Actually, not maybe. I want to be wealthy. Um, I I was I felt empowered in a way. I'm not exactly sure what happened or what it was, um, but I just felt like, why don't we start thinking in terms of money? Why is it so scary to think in terms of money, especially uh, when I talk about social justice and equity, like. Communities Mm -hmm. of color are left out of equity so much. And then we're fed the ideas of we shouldn't want to chase after equity. That's evil. Blah, blah, blah. That's of the carne. You know, I don't know how you say that. Of the flesh. Of the flesh. That's so flesh flesh. and carnal of us. Yeah. So um, I just started thinking, wait, that's not right. That I can have that desire and that's okay. And people of color can and should have that desire. Um, to want to build equity, because that's the world we live in. We live <laughs> in a capitalist society, and um, is that bad? Is that good? I don't know. You know, That's a whole different philosophical question mm. or whatever. Um, but it's the reality that we're in. And so I want to play to the reality that we're in. I don't want to play to some ideal or idea that exists in my mind and maybe in the minds of some people but um but be empowered to be like this is the world we live in and i want to think strategically about my empowerment and empowering my community and that involves equity so therefore that involves money and i don't want to think of the way that i make money in terms of who's going to give me money but um how i can join the market instead of like just take people's money legally you know
0: <laughs> entice people to give me their
1: money yeah or, goods or and it's services. a trade yeah it's yeah, a trade it's you absolutely know? um and that's cool i like that better than yeah where i'm at now you know
0: yeah so it's a very social entrepreneurship it's it's not it's not going into business for the sake of business it's about community like you said
1: yeah, yeah. There's. It's my. At the end of the day, I like to believe that I won't ever have to worry about money, that I'm always going to have money. So my bottom line isn't just the profit. Uh, my bottom line, sure, it's a profit because that's a good business model. Um, but what kind of impact can we make? I really enjoy the idea of creating jobs that it, it makes like it builds a ball of energy inside of me. The idea that I can create jobs and jobs for other Latinos um, and, and for everyone else. I I, I focus on Latinos because I think it's important for Latinos to focus on Latinos without excluding other people in the same way that something like Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matters, is looking out for, for Black lives. That, that's that's important. That's um, people should be doing that. And I don't think that stuff like that exclude other people. I think it's about just empowering.
0: Absolutely. You had this sort of transition where you felt empowered, and you don't exactly know what it was. But I mean, I, I feel weird to be like, "Well, figure it out." No, <laughs> that's not it. I want to know. I mean, because I know, like you said, you grew up in like SGV, you grew up in El Monte. Like, I mean, those are the same streets I grew up on. And and you know, I I never thought that like I could I was from a place that produced people who did things does that make sense yeah i never thought that like where i was in life was was a platform to jump off and like the world was mine and like (laughs) somebody would catch me and that i could take risks and that i can um forge a path for myself right um so and i i i sort of kind of hear that in what you're talking about and i just like to hear more about that, having grown up where at some point, I mean, if you transition to feel empowered, so at some point you didn't feel that way. Can you talk about why maybe it is that you felt that way? Um, and, and maybe I know I'd like to hear maybe this is not the same question, but maybe 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 it is. I don't know. I'd like to hear a little bit about your kind of educational journey and how that kind of shaped this idea and maybe you.
1: So, because my parents are pastors, I grew up in the church. So I can have like a cultural point of reference. I can have a theological point of reference. I can have both. Um, but growing up, yes, in El Monte, I grew up in El Monte, Pomona, Baldwin Park, and then ended up in Covina for a bit, and my educational journey growing up was a school system that was telling me that I'm not good enough all the time. I was a Spanish speaker. I grew up Spanish speaker. So I was in ESL till sixth grade. Yeah. Even though I knew English and every year I was like, I learned English already. Yeah. I spoke Spanish when I first came into school, but, um, so I always had to advocate, 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 advocate for myself. Um, and I always get shut down and, My dad, he took this, like, parent course in getting your kids to college when I was in the eighth grade, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was a middle school for parents in the middle school. And he something about that just got my dad on fire. And he was like, you're going to go to college. And he always said, you're going to go to college. But he actually knew at that point how to get me to college. Cool. So he sort of put me on this track of I got to take these courses because I would go to school and I would ask my counselor for help and they were like, oh no, don't worry about college. You know, just take algebra one a, and then you'll take algebra one B and then you'll take algebra one C. And then maybe you'll get to geometry by senior year. And it's like, why am I going to take three years of algebra? But these are the kind of systems and things that are, um, put into play when there's 4,000 kids in a small little high school. Um, So either way, my dad, he put me on track to go to college, and I ended up going to college. Um, I didn't join AVID, for people who know what AVID is. If you don't, that's fine. But it's kind of funny because it's this program to get, it's a class that you take that's going to get you to college. And I didn't want to take it, so I refused to take it. And I was the only kid in my high school to go to a four-year university when I graduated. And none of the avid kids went to a four-year university, which I thought was really funny. And I like to, like, gloat and throw it in their faces. And <laughs> my way.
0: eyebrows just raised up when you said you were the only person in your high school to go to university, a four-year university. Yeah. Wow.
1: And so I went to Cal State L.A., which is kind of a funny school. Woo-woo. That's right, Stevie.
0: I didn't go there, <laughs> but I did go to high school on that campus. So, again, some weird connections here.
1: Yeah. Um, I was there for a bit. All my friends were dropping out. I was like, I don't want to drop out. I already made it to college. I ended up transferring over to Azusa Pacific because my parents wanted me to go there. Because it's a Christian school, if you didn't know.
0: Woo woo, that's that same school that that's that's where we went.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and even then I don't even think I really actually met you until after college. No. Yeah.
1: But true. you knew my roommate.
0: Yeah. We had this we were in the same class, same major.
1: So um yeah, something about being at APU, I became friends with all these radicals and they were on fire. They're just these badass people, if I can say badass. Please keep um. saying it. <laughs> It's all good. Super badass people, and they just inspired, like, the hell out of me. They, the the way that they encouraged me and and pushed me to grow and just questioned everything I said, questioned and questioned, um, was a part of my, the growing of my critical thinking skills and a part of my empowerment process as well as an artist i did a lot of poetry and i wrote a lot of songs in college and it's something i did in high school but everyone was just kind of like Weirdo. "Oh, isaac likes to write songs <laughs> and everyone liked it at apu people were like oh my god we like your songs amazing. <laughs> and it made me feel good i was just like wow people actually can like the stuff that i do that's amazing um And uh, that was a big part of my empowerment process. And then moving forward into where I am now and what empowered me to move away from maybe a toxic narrative around wealth and money. I think that has a more theological explanation for me or spiritual explanation. And without like getting too serious, um, You can get serious. I moved away from believing in uh, hell, basically, Mm -hmm. heaven or hell. Uh And I just, I felt so liberated and free after that. And I always kind of questioned it, but I was like, whatever, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But that's not the point of being a Christian. And then I finally was just like, no, it doesn't exist. Like, and then that's okay. I don't need it to exist. And then I felt more free to create any kind of narrative I wanted. And I'm sort of always, um, journeying through my narratives around lots of things around money, family, relationships, jobs, and, um, examining them to see whether they're the narratives that I want or of, I want to create a different narrative and that's what happened with with money. I ex- started exploring my narrative around wealth and money and I said this is not really what I want. I want a different narrative. So I, you know, picked up some books and took some online free courses and just from people internet, you know the internet is awesome. And that was sort of the beginning of my my changing or changing narratives. Right. Uh, around money and wealth and what I want career-wise and and that's always changing and I'm always examining but
0: that's really interesting I really appreciate the, even the language you use around you coming to terms with like your faith changing and saying you know it's you know you kind of letting go of that idea was was liberating and that that gave you the power To take hold of your own narrative and say, this is mine, I'm gonna do with it what I want. And and that doesn't make you a bad person, that doesn't make you evil, it's not like you're out to kill or murder or anything bad. Like Exactly. And and even even looking at money and wealth and prosperity (laughs) Sorry, I can't even say that word without thinking (laughs) without thinking like prosperity gospel
1: i know i was gonna say prosperity gospel (laughs) is what kills that word right like i can't
0: hear prosperity and like prosper without thinking that like i'm entitled to health wealth and um some
1: like jesus made me to be prosperous right right um or
0: you're just made to 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 have your own decision making skills and if you decide to prosper that is on you um you know you know without taking into consideration just like all the social factors involved in prosperity. Yeah. But um how you how you even speak about your journey as a narrative, well one I just yay, I love I love that. I love that. It's 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 inspiring because it's like okay, yes, other people are like this. Other people see things this way. And and it's not that like i've always seen them this way but like i'm also beginning to like come to come to come to my own life and approach my own narrative in that way in in terms of it's a narrative and i i have the power to change it and i can look at wealth or money and and say i want that but not because of i'm greedy and you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You don't have to like have the shame,
0: right? Oh, <laughs> so much shame around, around money and and wealth. And I, I think that has a lot to do, probably with a lot of different things. But one, culturally, ethnically, you know, is, it, demographically, like there isn't a ton of that happening in the San Gabriel Valley or in El Mani. Um, and then having, the church. And the ideas of money from the church in the ways that they were taught to us. I won't say the church at large. I, I can't speak for all denominations everywhere. Yeah. Because not everyone preaches that money is bad or wrong. And on the other end of that, not everyone preaches that you're entitled to money so long as you give me all of it yeah. so I can have a private jet. <laughs> um But
1: I <Miami> meet Jesus. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I I really appreciate that and I I'm curious what you want or what you think will come of of this entrepreneurship. And then maybe I mean this is a loaded question, but like what else do you want to do? What else do you want? What do you want the impact of Lasamia to have? Is that cool?
1: So Is that a, is that a
0: loaded question? Is that a big enough question?
1: I think it is. Tell me
0: your life goals.
1: <laughs> so the goal with La Semilla, it is my first serious entrepreneurial venture. The plan is to go as far as we can go um, and to just be as open-minded about where it's going to go. And that's how we ended up at this bottling, the bottled cold brew situation that we're in right now. As an entrepreneur, the goal is to build a company that's big enough for for me to sell, especially... Um, something that 's a bottled drink, so we 're seeing a lot of micro brews um, grown their production, have grown in marketing, have grown their customer base, and then you have i uh, can 't even say it, but a and B come in and buy it for like millions of dollars and that 's sort of my goal in terms of starting businesses. I want to move into any market that I can in the future. My goal is to create jobs for people of color, jobs that come with dignity and respect um, and things that have to do with art and culture. A plan that I have is to, or a vision, is to open up a barbershop and open up a couple other barbershops. So um, it's not just coffee, it's like barbershops. And then after that, there's um, this whole thing coming up right now where they're like building salons for men and so i'm like that would be really cool why not open up uh, some of those um really any market i'm interested in my little brother he does music he makes beats um and he has two other friends who make beats and they know a couple other people who do djing and this and that and i'm talking to them about hey how do we get your projects up and running. And so I want to just inspire as many people as I can around me to think about their passions and skills as something that they can actually make money out of with through like financial literacy, strategic thinking, critical analysis, understanding markets, and all this stuff I think is stuff that people could learn, and especially young brown people I hang out with a lot of young adults, especially Latino young adults. And I'm always kind of talking to them about what do you want? What do you want from life? What are, are your biggest dreams? And and that's what I want. And I just want to be a part of as many projects as I can, especially anything that has to do with art or culture. Um, like with barbering, I really like barbershop culture. I think it's fun. I like the idea of working with my hands. Um, I'm s- with the coffee. I'm working with my hands, and that's just a different market, doing a different kind of thing. I love meeting people, so I, I like to think of myself as like a salesperson that can maybe go into that. And I, I have too many dreams, which can be my problem. But I, f- I feel like why not. Why not just have tons of dreams? Um, and I actively move in, in the direction of those dreams. And I'm not in a rush to become rich or I'm not in a rush to be the most famous entrepreneur. I'm not in a rush to, to be the most successful person in the world, which is nice because it allows me the space to have an open mind and to be present to my situation and, and not look at my situation through a negative perspective but as a positive perspective as in like this is my journey this is where i'm at and that's great i know where i want to go i actively i actively work in that direction and i'm alive so life is good
0: right i love that um i, have, I feel like i just have so many questions um that are just going to take us into directions that are not uninteresting but <laughs> they're not they're not exactly relevant uh stuff that um like what would you say to sort of criticisms from maybe older generations or just people who believe that uh you have passions and that's fine but that doesn't mean you should try to make a living doing them have you come across that already and and how have you dealt with that
1: my experiences have been that If I'm authentic and I'm passionate, then most people are receptive in a positive way in terms of sharing my dreams and my desires. The times that people have been negative, that person who's being negative, they had an experience where they tried and then they quote-unquote failed and then they stopped and now they believe that if you try you will fail and that's sort of their narrative around it and so when I share my story with them what what they're going to tell me is what I believe is a projection of their own experience so I try not to say that right because that's going to make me sound like a dick they're
0: like okay (laughs) you have your BA in psychology that doesn't make you therapist yeah yeah. (laughs) but for real stop projecting your failures on me yeah
1: (laughs) and um There have been times where I was doing business with somebody like that. And I just said, I'm not going to do business with you. I don't like your energy. I don't like your negativity. And the reason that I want to do my own thing and run my own business is so that I can make those decisions, the decision of, I don't want to work with you, so I'm not going to. And so that's sort of the way that I deal with it, is I just say... I don't want to deal with you. I'm not going to deal with you. So. And I walk away and I try not to be rude (laughs) because I have like that bad habit of being rude.
0: (laughs) That's fine. You're totally allowed to be rude to people who are rude to you. You don't always (laughs) have to be the bigger and better person. Although I always want to be the bigger and better person. But then I go home like grumble and talk through gritted teeth
1: <laughs> a lot of people that I talk to they're like well I tried it and it didn't work so don't think it's going to be easy and I'm like I know it's not going to be easy I, I don't expect it to be easy and I don't because I I talk lightly and and with the, um, a passion doesn't mean that I believe it's going to be easy you know I just nothing is easy no- nothing that is good is easy so if I want a good business, my assumption isn't, oh, it'll be really easy to start a big corporation. Right. You know, like I, I know it's not even like one years of hard work or two years or three years or four years. It's decades of hard work that um, build any anything that's good. And so, um, I usually just walk away from people that are negative and i try not to be rude or say anything snarky to them because i have the bad habit of just being a a wise ass
0: that's fine and
1: so (laughs) that's how i deal with it try not to be a wise ass and uh and i try not to be pretentious and i walk away as fast as possible
0: before you throw some verbal punches yeah (laughs) yeah um Listening to that is really interesting because it, it made me think of. There's an author named Liz Gilbert. and She wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and she's generally, um, someone who who speaks on creativity. She just wrote a book. I haven't read it yet. I have it. I haven't read it yet. And Those are she the best a, books. Yeah, right. You're like, oh, can't wait to dig in. She started a podcast, and she had her first season where her last book was on creativity about like living creatively it's called big magic creative living beyond fear and so she she created this podcast because she felt like I wrote this book but I don't think the conversation's over she had like six people on so she had a person on they talked about their kind of creative journey and their creative struggle and these weren't like established people these were just people who she like reached out to on her website and they emailed her and they they went through and she decided like, oh, I like the story, I like the story, and I want to bring them on and I want to talk about creativity and what the struggles are and and how, what advice, you know, from her point of view, which is, you know, a successful author and speaker, how do I help them work through that? Either that's ne- negativity from other people, or their own negativity, their own fear. How do I help them navigate the the creative process at the end of the series she had someone on an author named Brené brown she's a researcher she's like not a psychologist a social worker doctor phd all around badass woman so you know obviously i'm all about it and i'm listening and they're having this conversation and and they were talking about people who take creative journeys and who get frustrated because it totally failed and it it, it they you know, they gave up and they sacrificed so much and it and it fell and, and it failed and it, it fell apart and it didn't have the outcome that they had originally seen for themselves and and they were talking about the journey should be worth it. You know, what are you willing to do even if it fails? Because the journey is worth it the, the journey is fulfilling and inspiring and it's not about landing on your feet and and having a corporation like virgin and you have airlines and,
1: and <laughs> islands
0: and islands <laughs> <laughs> and are those connect are they does he own those
1: no no he owns his own islands oh i the Richard virgin Branson, islands right
0: does he own the Virgin Islands or are those I don't think it's okay, the Virgin okay islands. I'm getting no. no. So I thought that's his what his you're talking islands. about. No, no, he I owns was his like, own islands. Holy crap. <laughs> <So> <laughs> man, he's man gonna cool. conquer the world. I mean he has SpaceX, right? Or he has a space I was just on his website the other day, and there are just <laughs> they have like eco, like green projects and what? I don't even you know, I can't even fathom the sort of person you have to be it in order to to keep going and to say no like whatever I'm gonna create an airline or I'm gonna create virgin mobile or god I don't even I can't even keep track of how many (laughs) ventures he has but all that to say he probably failed a, a ton of times and it was worth the journey and it was worth you know the fall is worth, you know, breaking your legs, if you will, or 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 landing.
1: Yeah, all of it
0: yeah. is. Um, and that's that's what that made me think of. You know, people come at you with negativity, or you, I don't know if you deal with this. From from of my point no. of view, no, you're, no, you're just like, no, I'm not negative. Um, for, but like, <laughs> no, I I'm sure you have your own demons and your own self negativity and your own criticisms of yourself, but. I mean, from what I can tell, obviously the journey is worth it um, or the alternative is is not worth it.
1: Yeah. The alternative is s- stay home and watch TV, which is, is totally cool. But I like I literally hate television um, because of that, because it, I it's so easy for me to sit in front of it and do nothing. For hours, I can, you know, like, it has that ridiculous power. A stupid box has that much power. Um, but going back to the failure thing really quick is I've been trying to repeat this sentence to myself that... And I'm I'm, I'm trying to formulate it because I like having, like, little phrases and sayings that I can tell myself. Yeah. Um, and it's something like, you can never succeed without failure. So... If that's true, if you can never succeed without failure, then I should be running to fail. I should be like, "How? let's go fail, because that's the only way to get to success is through failure. And, and not that that has to be true for everyone, but for me, I've failed a ton of times, and I know that I will continue to fail um, throughout the rest of my life, but that those failures are... Um, the steps that you take to get towards success. And so I don't like to think of failure as some sort of negative experience, although it has a strong attachment to it in our cultural narrative, I think. Um, I like to think of failures more of steps, steps towards success because, um, yeah, and, and again, that's my own personal experience that I'm trying to wrap my mind around in terms of of thinking around about that narrative like the failure narrative you know and how do i examine it and how do i change it because the failure narrative of you fail you suck is is not a productive narrative so there's no reason to hold on to to that narrative
0: right cool i really I'm telling you i love this just i'm like yeah i'm going to take all this and i'm going to write it down and just repeat it to myself <laughs> I'm actually never going to post these. These are just for me to listen to at home. Just be like, when I feel bad about myself, listen to Barrett's episode. It's a joke. I'm joking. <laughs> I just mean that to say that this is really inspirational. Like like I told Barrett last time she was in the studio, one of the biggest reasons I decided to do this, to do this podcast, was because I saw her make candles for fun and then make candles for business. And I was like, what the heck? how did that happen? I saw it happen. And it's so cool. And it's, you know, you surround yourself with people who are doing things. It's inspirational to, to keep doing the things that like you want to do or to begin doing the things that you want to do. And and this was one of those things. And honestly, like, I just want to hear people talk about their lives and their journeys and how they're taking that and doing stuff with it. Because I'm like, man, they can do it and I can do it and then we're all doing it together. And then it's just a network of people who are doing things that make them happy. And and for yes. the most part, not everyone's doing things for selfish ambition. And and even if they are, who cares? Because selfishness is, is a good thing. That is hard to learn, but it's not always a bad thing to be selfish, you know. So um, probably going to wrap this up soon, but I'm going to let you have this time to plug your your brand and where if you want like your instagram or or how and when we can find you on the interwebs
1: cool yeah well like i said my name is chaco nice to meet you interwebs um i work on a project with some friends called la semilla cold brew you can find us on instagram La L A underscore semia S E M I L L A underscore cold brew, one word. That's our Instagram, and then on Facebook, La Semia Cold Brew as well. We the plan is to start um, serving restaurants in the San Gabriel Valley, and so you'll hopefully you'll be finding us around summertime in some cool hip restaurants in the SGV from Highland Park to actually Arcadia right here. <laughs> um where and the idea is high quality cold brew coffee that's bottled. Um one of our slogans is culture community consciousness and, and that's what really what we believe. We want to empower our community. We wanna enhance the culture that we're a part of and shift consciousness towards, I think, you know, empowerment Love, peace, justice, uh respect without sounding too hippie-ish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we need some hippies. It's okay. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. I've had the coffee. It's delicious. Um yeah. and it's it's good. And it's cold. And that's like something I can drink. I can drink cold coffee. I can't drink warm coffee. So thank you for making cold brew.
1: Yeah. Um and I want to say really quick that this is inspiring as well. I mean, um, today I have I have a meeting in a bit right now with an old student of mine. We're gonna get together, and we were gonna get together at two. And I ha- and I text him and I was like, "Hey, bro, I'm gonna need to get together later. You know, recording a podcast. Uh, we're trying to figure out studio time." It and sounds I so was official. Just like, ooh, look at me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so this is super cool. Like this, this is um. Yeah, just very inspiring as well um, on your end, and it's very exciting, and I'm I'm excited to share share it with our community or or whatever your vision for it is. Uh, But just to be a part of making your situation and dreams and vision come true, I'm excited to be a part of it and to support it in any way I can.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate it. You know, you said something earlier. I know we're I going to wrap this up. But you did say something earlier about you like really enjoying kind of pressing people for like, what are your dreams? What are your life goals? And like, I'm the same exact way. I'm like, what do you want out of life? I I, I work an office job, and I'm almost if I could, I would just like go around and talk to everyone and like, what do you really want? Do you really <laughs> want to be here? Oh, you don't. Okay, so what do you want? Yep. Okay. How are we gonna make that happen? Yeah. As if I'm somebody who's like resourced. I'm, I'm, you know, I might be. Hell, I I might, you might be. be. Yeah, I know lots of people. Um, and I just like I like to do that. I'm like, how do let's make it. Let's. Sorry, I threw. I got too excited <laughs> and I punched the mic stand.
1: <laughs> We're just oh, energies going all uh, sorts uh, of uh, coffee. Uh, yes. yes.
0: <laughs> but that is something i i i when you said that i'm like yeah no absolutely i'm like what do you want how do i how do how can i be a part of that what do you need for do you need somebody to run your instagram i might suck at it i've tried to do that a couple of times and it ended up not working out but because <laughs> i well, you know sometimes flaky anyway that's a different thing but real life real life real life you know i can i can acknowledge my shortcomings and but I want that. I want I, I want to see people like succeed and I want to see people do what they want to do. I mean, being around people who are miserable, is miserable. Yeah. Um. And being miserable is is awful. And you want, you know, misery loves company. Meh. That is a real thing. And you bring oh, yeah. people down with you. And but if people were just doing things that made them happy. And I know we don't live in that society. I know we don't necessarily live in a place at, uh, or a time? Well, you know what? Yes, we do. We totally live in a place and a time with the internet, and I mean, location-wise, we're in Los Angeles. We can make this happen. Um, I mean, maybe it's not full time right now, but you know, side hustle. Got to yeah, hustle. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm all about that. I I, you know, I want to be a part of people's journey, um, and not just like for. My own ambition, like, well, give me all your knowledge and your inspiration. But, like, also, like, what can I do? How can I help you? What's your hashtag? How do I get it out there? Um, So, yeah. So, awesome. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for being as well-spoken as you are. I love it. Um, Thank you to Buffalo Recording and our engineer. Yeah. Dave Dominguez. And he's on Twitter and Instagram at at Dave Dominguez 33. There Last time I was in here I just said 3 and I was like, "Man, that's not it." You're going to go follow some random guy. <laughs> and I'm at I am Stevie Ray on Instagram and Twitter and those are the accounts I use primarily. So follow me and Chaco and Dave and follow the journey of this podcast which will be named soon officially i have some ideas i had an idea i got rid of that idea i have an idea right now i mean tomorrow i may just be like nope getting rid of it but that's part of the journey and i'm all about it yep um so thank you i appreciate it
1: thank you for having me
0: we're done